Hey everyone, this is Pastor Philip Beatty from Hartford City Church in beautiful Hartford, Connecticut. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. at the Learning Corridor, 15 Vernon Street in Hartford. You can also catch us live or on a repeat video on Periscope that can be found and accessed through our Twitter account. We're also on Facebook and on Instagram, so you can follow us there as well. Today, I bring you another episode of Going Deeper in James. Uh, This is episode 5, and we will be taking a look at James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Today, for the scripture reading, I will be reading first from uh, the message version of the Bible. Actually, let me check that. I'm going to read from the New International Version of the Bible, James James 3, 1 through 12, and then read it again in the message version just to give us another look and another insight into what James is talking about in his book today. So this section in the NIV is called Taming the Tongue, and we're going to begin in verse 1 of James chapter 3. So listen, wherever you are today, to the word of the Lord for you. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who has never fallen in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest fire what a great forest is set on fire by just a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, sea creatures, are being tamed and been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise the Lord our Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. And again, as you think about and listen to that word of the Lord, I'm going to read it again, the same passage from James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, from the message version of the Bible. Don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards, and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father, and with the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. 
A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish water the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? So let's take a look together at this passage of James. He begins by telling us that we shouldn't rush in or go too quickly into being a teacher. Now it's interesting that that's a specific word for those of us who teach. Teaching, as we know, puts us in a position of power and authority, and we need to be extra careful about what we say because of that. Teaching is a very high calling and a daunting task. And we should remember that whenever we presume to teach on something, especially the Bible, we should approach the task with humility and complete dependence upon God's Spirit to help us. Because like James says, none of us is perfect. That includes teachers, pastors, preachers. We're not perfect in everything we say. That's, that's plainly obvious. So we need to be very, very careful about what we say, and we need to trust God to help us. We should always make sure that we are prepared whenever we are speaking on behalf of God or trying to teach or explain something to someone else because our words have power and that's what james goes on to talk about the old adage think before you speak really applies here we need to simply learn to think before we speak to consider what we're going to say before we say it so that when we say it our words can be more precise and effective our words have the power to build things or to destroy things James uses one example of a bit in the mouth of a horse. A bit is a small metal bar that's placed in the mouth of the horse, resting on its gums, not its teeth, and it is attached to the bridle and the harness around the horse's head so that the rider can pull on the reins, uh, the ropes, the leather straps that he holds, and apply pressure to the horse's mouth to make it do what the rider desires. So in other words, a very small device can control a very large animal. Or, as he said, a very small piece of the boat, the rudder, very small by comparison with the whole rest of the boat, that little rudder, that little piece in the water, can turn and direct the whole entire ship. So it's in the same way our words, no matter how small they are, can have great power. It's like a spark that can set off a huge wildfire. Someone that is careless with just a spark of fire can do an incredible amount of damage to an entire forest. Last fall in Northern California, they had one of the worst wildfires in their history. 250 smaller fires combined together into a blaze that killed over 40 people and damaged over 8,000 buildings. The total loss is expected to exceed $1 billion. And the cause of this deadly blaze is still under investigation. And exactly what started it may never be known, but possibilities include that a power line fell and caused a spark, Maybe a cigarette butt was tossed, or a spark from a car, or even an animal or a bird hitting a power line and causing a spark. And that one little spark set off that huge blaze that caused so much damage and took so much life. We know, as the old song says, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. So James reminds us that our words, our careless, wrongly placed words, can ruin the world. They can throw harmony into chaos, destroy lives, destroy ourselves, and the fire that burns from our woods, words, and and are the fire that we can start with our word, words becomes a fire that can destroy us and everyone around us. And James says that it's a fire that's straight from the pit of hell. So those are strong words. <laughs> words I'm sure that he carefully chose to warn us that we must choose our words carefully. You see, for with our words, we have the ability to bless or curse. And as followers of Jesus, we should choose to bless, to encourage, 
to build up and to call forth life. But instead, we often curse, put people down, vent our anger so we feel better, and thus bring about death. All with our words. You see, words do hurt, but words can also heal. James is challenging our notion that we can just say whatever we want and then apologize for it later. As Christians, he's challenging us. Should blessings and curses come out of our mouths, out of the same mouth? Can fresh water and dirty water come out of the same fountain? Can apple trees come produce strawberries? You know, real Christians will have a real talk that produces real life. Let me say that again, because this whole series is about real Christianity. That's what I believe James teaches us. And real Christians will have a real talk that produces real life. It's as pure and as simple as that. For if the Holy Spirit is truly within me, as Jesus said, a spring of living water welling up to eternal life, and it flows out of me, then what I say should reflect the character of God and should speak about the purposes, God's purposes, for our lives and for this world. So what are some ways that we can apply this so that we are very careful in what we say and so that our words bring life instead of death? Well, first of all, I think we need to watch what we say and we need to think before we speak. We can do this by asking God to give us the words to speak. Uh, We can listen to words ourselves that encourage us and not tear us down. You see, what we listen to the most begins to affect how we speak. A funny story about that, uh, my friends of mine went on their honeymoon to Ireland and the wife said when they returned that her husband was speaking with an Irish accent that was mildly annoying when they got home uh, because he was speaking in a way that, that wasn't him. But because he had been around it, because he had been listening to that kind of speech, it began to sink and seep into him and he began you know, to begin uh, using that same accent that he heard. And the same is true, the kind of language we're around is the kind of language that we'll use. Uh, and, and as try as we might, it just comes like that. And so we need to be careful what we listen to. We need to be careful of the words around us. And we need to make sure that we're listening to encouraging words, uplifting words, the word of God, what God is saying to us. See, we need to soak in the word of God so that our words will drip with just the anointing, the presence of God. That means we need to spend time reading or listening to God's word. So one, we need to watch what we say and think before we speak. Two, we need to soak in God's word. We need to make sure the words that we're listening to are words that form us because those will affect the words that are coming out of our mouth. And many of you you know, may not like to read or may have a hard time reading. That's okay. Most Bible apps today have an audio function where you can listen to the word of God or you can look up readings of the word of God on YouTube or anywhere else really. And so listening to the word of God or reading the word of God are very important to our life. And then the last thing I would say is that we should practice before we speak. Now, again, we don't need to do this each and every time we speak because sometimes we're just having normal everyday conversations. But when we are going to speak to a group of people, any group of people, we should write out what we're going to say ahead of time, maybe in a journal or in notes. And in fact, the more important that our talk is going to be, the more time we need to give to it in preparation. Uh, We need to treat every opportunity that we have to speak in front of a group of people, no matter how big or small, as a divine appointment, an opportunity that God has given us to speak life to people. And if we're going to speak in front of a classroom or even a church or even a larger crowd, we definitely need to take time to prepare and practice what we're going to say. And I think that that's good wisdom that James is encouraging us to do. So choose your words carefully, pray to God for wisdom and the Holy Spirit, practice what you're going to say, write it down ahead of time, spend time in God's word listening for his voice, and when we engage in these practices, our words can do the exact opposite of the warnings in James. 
Our words, instead of ruining the world, can heal the world. Your words can turn chaos into harmony. Your words can build up someone's reputation, and your word can put out fires instead of starting them. So my prayer for us today, my prayer for you today, is that may God give you his words of life and healing. May he cleanse and anoint your mouth to speak blessings instead of curses. May all the words of your mouth be pleasing in God's sight today and every day. Amen.